Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. A suboptimal trip to Missouri and Minnesota. A first in franchise history and not the good kind. And the Bruins in tonight as the Capitals look to snap a three-game winless skid. Good morning, everybody. It is Monday, January 10th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7, presented by Clear, the faster way into Capital One Arena. It was a rough road swing over the weekend for the men of Peter Laviolette. The worst goal differential loss of the season, that on Friday in a 5-1 pasting from the St. Louis Blues, followed by blowing a two-goal lead and falling in overtime to a badly depleted Minnesota Wild team. Winless in three, now entering play tonight against Boston, a second three-game losing streak of the season, Ben, and suddenly the team that has overcome so much adversity to win hockey games in the first half has kind of hit the skids. Yeah, and certainly plenty of incentive, plenty of motivation tonight to get the win over the Bruins. You want to win every game, but here you are now, winless in three, a rarity for this year's team, as you noted. And given what's on the other side of this after tonight no games until next weekend, that'd be a lump, a four-game skid to to have to sit on for quite a few days. So looking to right the ship starting tonight. I will say, John, when you look at these past three games, I know last Sunday, the overtime loss against New Jersey, that feels like a while ago now. But if you recall that game, the Devils really were the better of that two teams that afternoon for, for large chunks of that game. Caps needed a late rally to force overtime. Then Friday night in St. Louis, the defensive breakdowns galore from the Capitals, some puck management issues. It wasn't very good from the Caps Friday night. My point being, Saturday in Minnesota, Certainly of the three games, you could say during this stretch, the best showing from a Caps perspective. I thought there were areas, particularly defensively, where the Capitals tightened up the story among them on Saturday, in my opinion, against Minnesota. You were just waiting for that extra insurance goal. You wanted that two-goal cushion again restored once Minnesota got on the board, and the Caps just weren't able to get that extra goal, another goal, to give them some breathing room. But I thought Saturday, for the most part, I think there were positives that the Caps could take from it. And then you hope that you might have reinforcements tonight, be it Backstrom, be it Oshie, and you start to get closer to, again, that optimal lineup. But I thought Saturday there were positives you could take from it. I agree. And I thought that in the third period, so many shots getting blocked, and I thought they were very responsible defensively. It just, as you said, couldn't get the insurance goal, and a break goes Minnesota's way, and there you go, one point instead of two. In the history of the franchise, there's never been a moment quite like it. In the second period Saturday night at Minnesota, A delayed penalty called on Ryan Hartman of the Wild. As Carl Haglin got pressured in the offensive zone, he attempted a pass to Evgeny Kuznetsov high in the zone. He missed. The puck sailed out of the zone and into an empty net at the other end, vacated by Zach Fucali just moments before. The last one to touch the puck for Minnesota was Marcus Foligno, who got credit for his 100th career NHL goal, and he never actually took a shot on net. Ben, I verified this <laughs> with Ron Weber, the OG, the original voice of the Washington Capitals, 1974 to 1996, and he verified what we all kind of thought. It's never happened in Capitals history that they gave up a goal on a delayed penalty 
into an empty net. So you got to feel for Carl Hagelin, one of the biggest flukes, really, mm-hmm. in franchise history, ends up sparking a comeback on Saturday night in an overtime win for Minnesota. That was crazy. I, we may never see that again. Yeah, not for the Capitals anyways. We've seen that happen before, maybe once a year, once every few years, involving other teams. It comes up inevitably on every year-end blooper reel, if you will. It's happened. I had never seen it personally as well in a game that we were working. It had never happened before in Capitals history. You went to the right guy for that source in terms of Ron Weber. So it was a rarity, but the bigger story as far as the game itself was just that. It it gave Minnesota some unexpected life. And on a night when the Wild were as shorthanded and as depleted as they were without nine regulars, to have that at a point in the game where it was slipping away from them, Capitals had scored twice early in the second and take a two-goal lead. Momentum was on their side. It was just a spark, a much-needed spark as far as Minnesota was concerned. And then also, going back to what we referenced a few minutes ago with the lack of an insurance goal for the Capitals after that, Cap still had the power play. And maybe that incident was in the back of their mind. They didn't look themselves on that ensuing power play chance, and they couldn't restore the two-goal lead. So Minnesota had the life. They then had the penalty kill, and it put them in position to eventually rally. But the goal itself, just such a fluke thing. It has happened before. It will happen again down the line, I'm sure, in the NHL or other leagues. It's just such a rarity. And when it does happen to the team you cover, to the game you're working, it, I think it caught all of us off guard for sure. Yeah, it certainly caught me off guard. I've been calling <laughs> games since college yeah. in 1993, and I never saw one before. So yeah, you had the call, though. You and Ken, you had the call. Ken, I think in his call, John Ken says, oh, Ken can yeah. see it coming. We all saw it coming. It just was so crazy to watch it unfold right in front of us. That's what happens. And you're right. They didn't look themselves on the power play. They looked rattled and understandably so when something happens like that. Ben, let's shift gears and let's talk goalies. Vitek Vanacek could very well be available tonight. We'll have to wait and see if he's at the morning skate later on today. Zach Bukali, I thought, did an admirable job in the loss in Minnesota. Just his second NHL start. But you brought this up, and rightly so, on Friday night in St. Louis during the postgame show. Ilya Samsonov has now allowed three or more goals in six of his last seven starts. Save percentage now down to just over 90 at 9.03. He has made some big saves for this team, no doubt. There is a lot of potential there with Ilya Samsonov, but I sure would feel a whole lot better if the goals against that we have seen over these last seven starts or so would get back to a more reasonable level. That's too many goals he's given up. Not all his fault, and not saying that it is, but three or more in six or seven, that's got to change and got to get better. I think it's going to be the biggest storyline as far as the Capitals are concerned as they move towards the second half of the season, the goaltending, and who ultimately emerges as, as I like to say, the undisputed number one goaltending. The goaltending's been good, If you're a team with Stanley Cup aspirations like the Capitals, I think the goaltending needs to be great. And I think organizationally, there's an appetite to see some great goaltending. Again, it's been good, and Samsonov has shown flashes. He's had the larger sample size, the larger body of work to potentially emerge as that undisputed number one. But I would think that there's, again, an appetite to see more consistency over a larger sample size. And we'll see if that opportunity begins as soon as tonight against Boston. We'll see what Peter Laviolette, Scott Murray, the coaching staff, which direction they decide to go tonight, whether they go back to Samsonov. Has Fukali earned himself a second consecutive start? 
for the first time in his NHL career. And it's so odd, John, because as I say that, could Fucali earn a second straight start? He could. At the same time, he may not even be in uniform tonight. He may be on the taxi squad. He may be reassigned to AHL Hershey later this morning. It's a story with legs here, but there's so many moving parts. And you reference Vanacek, who we haven't seen in quite some time because of COVID protocol and then a non-COVID related illness. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. They have the game tonight against Boston and then back-to-backs next weekend, the Islanders in Vancouver. But long-term, that's, that's where I look. Long-term, how does this play out? Really, I think it's the biggest storyline for this team into the second half of the season. If a guy can either be your starting goalie for a second consecutive game to break a three-game winless skid or be on the taxi squad, Ben, that speaks to goaltending yeah. stability just on its face. You're right. And, and you know what? When he had the shutout after his debut in Detroit a few months ago, I thought then you're in a shutout in your NHL debut. You're going to get another look. I didn't think it would be two months later until he got another look, but... You know, they, they felt confident at the time and Samsonov and a healthy Vanacek at the time. But you're right. The unknown nature of it, it does speak to the fluidity uh, at the position right now in the organization. Caps aren't exactly getting the Bruins at a good time, by the way, tonight. Boston clobbered Tampa Bay Saturday by a 5-2 to two final. That game was in Tampa and one of the B's best wins of the season. Boston has now won 6-9. of nine. And more impressively, they've won four of their last five road games, currently holding the second wild card in the East to 38 points. That's only two fewer wins than Washington has entering play tonight. And Taylor Hall, five-game point streak. Jeremy Swayman and Linus Olmark sharing the net. Both are playing well. The hits just keep on coming, Ben. St. Louis, Minnesota, now Boston. There are no cream puffs in any of that. This is going to be a tough test tonight. They had a little bit of an inconsistent start based on expectations in Boston, but certainly it seems since the COVID pause, the holiday break, they've come back playing very well of late. Big win in Tampa Bay uh, over the weekend, and the, the big boys are contributing. Reference Taylor Hall. They've broken up, at least for now, the quote-unquote perfection line. You've got David Pasternak with a couple of goals the other night. He's playing with Taylor Hall, which obviously we haven't seen a whole lot of because he's traditionally been with Marshan and Bergeron, that number one line. So spreading the wealth a little bit in the top six, they're getting productivity. And you reference the goaltending. I don't know if it's a coincidence or not, but maybe they hear the footsteps. You've got Tukaraz signed to the professional agreement, and he's been, you know, with AHL Providence, seemingly working towards an NHL comeback, an NHL return. So the Bruins, uh, they are clicking, whatever the reason is, but the, the headliners, the contributions they're getting there uh, among the keys of late for a team trending in the right direction. There were some positive signs of life on the power play, Ben, for the Capitals Saturday. Evgeny Kuznetsov scored with a man advantage in the second period. I really like seeing him start to shoot the puck again on the man advantage. I thought he did it with confidence, and I thought he got rewarded for it. Capitals 3 for 39 on the power play dating back to November 30th, but a stat that got away from me until doing the homework for this one, Ben, tonight, 0 for 18 at Capital One Arena in their last eight home games. It's been a while since they've scored at home, too. Nice to see if they can try and get that going at 7th and F tonight. Yeah, starting tonight and hopefully keeping it going because the power play, these things do tend to be cyclical. Power play success, penalty kill success, and the Capitals have yet to string in quite some time. You know, a few games in a row, you know, full goals in 
four out of six games, for example, where the power plays humming and clicking. So looking for a little bit more there. Again, you hope maybe with the, the returns, potentially as soon as tonight, a Backstrom and Oshie, again, you start to get that number one unit, start to get the movement as Alan May, I thought uh, very well described it last week, what he's been looking for from the power play instead of you know the stationary nature that it's shown at times over the past few weeks. And I will say against Boston, it's a penalty kill unit, which of late they've been prone to allowing a few power play goals against over the last little bit, Boston. But it's a Bruins team, which over the years, and they've bitten the Capitals by this over, over time too, they have a knack for scoring the shorthanded goal too. Marchand, Bergeron, they've gotten to the Capitals in that regard over the past few years. So something else that bears uh, watching tonight against Boston. Quick housekeeping note before we leave you regarding the roster. The Capitals announced yesterday Brett Leeson removed from the NHL roster and placed on the taxi squad. Perhaps as we watch the morning skate in a little bit, Ben, that means that either one or maybe both TJ Oshie, Nick Backstrom ready to go. It'd be nice to get either one or both of them back tonight, obviously. Would be great to get them back, John, and it would be great to see them stick around in the lineup at no fault of their own with the injuries, the COVID absences, the non-COVID related illness. Let's hope they could get back, they could stay in, and they could build that momentum and collectively feed off of it with the rest of the lineup. Here's hoping for Backstrom and Oshie. Caps Bruins tonight at 7, Network Air on 106.7 The Fan, Caps Radio 24-7, that's at 645. Ben will have Caps game day starting at 4 o'clock this afternoon exclusively here on Caps Radio 24-7. Ben, have yourself a great game day Monday, will you? Happy Monday, John. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.